Welcome queen to the body love binge with me Victoria. Although we're all unique, honestly I'm no different to you. I'm just a girl who's been through some hard shit, figured out how to thrive and made it her life's mission to help others to do the same. I've beaten anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. My intention for this podcast is to empower you with weekly episodes on all things food freedom, body love and of course juicy, yummy self-love so you can embody the healthiest and happiest version of you. Enjoy the episode my love. Hello queens. Oh, I'm so excited. I usually like to record these intros after I've literally just finished recording with a guest and that's what I've done today. And so you can probably feel the high vibe that I still have going. And so today I have a very special guest, Ellie with me. And Ellie is a self-love and body confidence influencer from the UK. She is so passionate about showing people how to live a happier life, whether that is through self-love, body confidence, mental health, or whatever else. She talks about topics she believes are important and or taboo, such as sexual wellness and period positivity, as well as posting about fashion, skincare, and makeup. She is greatly loved for her honesty, positivity, and confidence. And let me tell you, the conversation we've just had was so valuable and it was so vulnerable. Ellie shares quite a few vulnerable things and I'm just so grateful for her for doing that because I I see so much of myself in Ellie and I'm sure you will you will relate at least to a couple of things that we've dove into today and so you can expect from this episode um, Ellie talks about how she became the influencer that she is today with like thousands and thousands of followers she talks about why she thinks women are hung up on the way they look We talk about the biggest women's fear in the world, weight gain, and how she overcome her fear of weight gain. She talks about how to break free from judgments of other people, how to go from hating a body part to genuinely loving the way it looks. We talk about mirror work, whether or not mirror avoidance is ever um, has a place for body image work. We talk about sex, periods, clitorises, penises, although I don't think we do use the word penis, but it's the whole vibe is there. Period cups, bleeding, confidence, lingerie, all the things. Like it was an absolutely pleasurable episode to record. And so I hope you enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed having her on. So enjoy the episode. Ellie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, so a little bit of a surprise, unless you've listened to any of my podcasts, I start off with 10 quick fire questions that are a bit of fun just to break the ice for you and the listeners. Okay, that's great. That's exciting. I like that. Okay, so number one, your favourite food? Pizza. Yes. Number two, (laughs) with you on that girl, favourite time of your day? Um, The evening. Number three, dogs or cats? Cats. Number four, one to three books that you would recommend for someone to read in the body positive food freedom kind of realm? Um, Honestly, I don't read a lot of self-love books, actually. I read more mental health books, Mm. to be honest. I've got this one right here. It's okay not to be okay. And um, 
it's really lovely because you can just randomly go on pages and it'll just give you something like here it says it might not be easy but it'll be worth it and oh. it just gives you like little bits of motivation and I, I really like those books because sometimes when I'm reading too much I forget things so when I just read like a little thing it's usually more powerful for me and I know there's a lot of people like that too yeah I love that thank you so I'll, I'll pop the link if you can send me if you have a link or anything that you yeah. get a little bit for then send it me and I'll pop it in the notes for the book great yes awesome. okay number five are you a night owl or an early riser I'm an early riser definitely me too number six if this is um, relevant to you what's the most ridiculous diet you've ever followed or know that someone has followed slimming world I hated it it's when the avocado is like six sins or something you're like yes how can this be healthy it's ridiculous honestly I did it for like two weeks and I was like no I am depressed from this agree with that okay number seven it's this is like a finish my sentence kind of question which is a question so when I experience a bad body image trigger I I remind myself to be kind to myself and that it is a moment of negativity and it won't last forever mm, powerful Thank number you. eight describe yourself in three words um kind caring loving lovely okay I'm excited for this you answered this one number nine what's the first thing you would do if you was prime minister or president or whatever Oh, that's a big question. That it one. is. Um, I honestly don't know. There's a lot that I would want to change. Hmm. Free chocolate? <laughs> Free chocolate with every time of the month. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, you're sure you get a lot of them that are not okay with that, but. Yes, and free period products. We need that. Mm. Yeah, true that. Just mm. curious, what, if you don't mind sharing, what period products do you use? Like, what are you vibing with at the moment? My favourite um, period product seems period pants because they just don't feel like I'm wearing anything. It just feels like, because I, I do wear tampons sometimes, but they get uncomfortable a lot. And mm. sometimes pads feel like they're too heavy down there. Um, but I use menstrual cups from time to time as well which I really do like them and I know they're very much um something that not everyone loves but mm. I think once you get used to them they're really good honestly yeah I've tried cups and I'm, I don't know if I was doing it wrong first of all the first thing that happened is it got stuck because it I don't know what my womb is doing but I think it must go sideways because I put it all in and folded it all up and I was like okay we can do this we do yoni eggs Mm. menstrual cups and then I put it in and it was fine then it was like a bit uncomfortable then I was like shit I can't get it out so I rang my friend like seriously how do you get this out and she was like well first of all relax and I'm like yeah but not and then I was like panicking which doesn't help I and really really because when I first this is a this might be a bit TMI but um when no, I first um put mine in I was like that because obviously it's like it's like suctions it doesn't it so it like is hard to pull out and um, at first I was like, oh my God, it's stuck. What am I going to do? And then I just like, I kind of like tried to push it out myself <laughs> and pull it at the same time. And then it came out. But because it was my first time, I left it in too long. And then honestly, blood went everywhere. 
it went everywhere I went in the shower so my friend's um, advice was go in the shower pretend you're doing a poo her words not mine and just push and pull and then I was glad I was in the shower because it spilled everywhere so it's, it takes a yeah. bit of practice doesn't it yeah 100% it is scary at first but I really do think that they're worth it yeah I love how we've talked about that already okay me too <laughs> Last question. I reached out to you and invited you on the pod and I'm obviously so grateful you said yes, but why did you say yes to coming and sharing your message today? I just, I love, um, I haven't actually listened to a lot of your podcast yet, but when you was telling me about all of what you do it about and about um, eating disorder recovery and stuff like that, like it just drew me in straight away. Anything that I feel could help people or make people feel less alone I am definitely in I love that and I'm going to start off your questions actually by reading the the answer that you answered in mm -hmm. terms of what do you want people to take away from this podcast so I think it's beautiful to start off with this so I quote the wonderful Ellie and she says if I can get more people to accept themselves and realize the way we look is the least important thing about us and that we shouldn't let our insecurities rule our life then I've achieved what I wanted so ooh, yeah. dig in I'm so excited for this okay first I mean I, I have a list of questions but also intuitively if it goes different directions it's all perfect perfect can you share a little bit about your story and how you ended up being the incredible influencer that you are today well I have um I have been very very up and down with my weight and with with having depression I've had times where I've gained a lot of weight from just sort of indulging in food from sadness and I've also had times where I've lost a lot of weight from not eating from sadness and um, throughout the many sizes I have been I realized that it was never about that it was never about the size and it was always about how I saw myself because no matter what size you are you're always going to try and pick on something that you don't like if your mindset's not in the right place with it you know mm. and, um, I just sort of figured that out myself and then I started to go on Instagram where I found Nellie London um, and she is the first person I ever saw with hip dips and I it was always a massive insecurity about mine whatever size I was I was like I don't like my hip dips they I just I just didn't like them and when I saw Nellie have them and Nellie embraced them I was like wow like that that changed so much for me just literally seeing someone else have them and then I thought how many people I could help if I just embraced my body because it just takes one person to embrace their body for it to be sort of a pattern and then other people do and then it continues because even now that the self-love movement is such a big thing it has made so many more people that you would never even think would be like that be more embracing of their natural stuff mm. Oh yeah, I love that so much. And honestly, one of the main things that I encourage my clients to do in terms of improving their body image is to go and look at women, their size or bigger, on the internet every day for at least five to 10 minutes. Yeah, 100%. It helps so much and people don't realise how much it can actually help. It really does. It's like the biggest permission slip. Not that we need a permission slip, but you know, we're human. So we need mm. to 
learn and feel safe to show up as our authentic self well that's what helped me massively and I absolutely loved I think this is when I reached out to you I followed you anyway for ages but the reel of you <laughs> just reminded you of me of me running in your underwear in the middle of a field and just being oh. fucking happy I was like I need that girl on my podcast oh it was so fun so empowering doing that honestly I just went to um this viewpoint that's near where I live with two of my best friends and um I I was wearing like that set underneath my clothes um and I just thought I was was sitting there looking at the view and I, I just thought you know what I'm gonna get in my underwear and run around <laughs> so, so that's what I did and then my friend a friend who's with me now actually recorded it all for me and that's then I awesome. put it into a <laughs> amazing honestly so much permission slips that you're handing out to so many women me included so you're just such an inspiration thank you that means so much really I mean it and so why do you think women in general men also but primarily women are just so hung up with the way they look and have so many insecurities these days I think a lot of it is to do with society standards and what we see in the media and even from a young age like when we would watch like Disney princesses or stuff, they would be one certain way. And um, everyone who was perceived as beautiful, let's say, um, was one certain way. And I think naturally, like, how could that not affect us as we grow up? How can we not see ourselves as bad if everything we are seeing is completely different? And that's what seems to be acceptable. Mm. and we're pushed by diet culture all the time as well like every time it comes to summer it's always like the ads like oh do you want to get summer body ready and stuff like that and then we get pressured to feel like we need to lose weight or be a certain size or be different and obviously the trends with life it changes all the time like Mm. it (laughs) like there's so many posts about so many different trends and it goes from like stick thin and then now everyone wants a big bum and like the right curves but still like slim at the same time it just changes all the time and it's it's not worth it because you can't change your body as rapidly as the trends change oh amen to that and you know um in terms of like the disney characters i think that's really key and most people over often overlook that because Mm -hmm. if you think I mean I'm thinking of the little mermaid right now for some reason the evil bad character in the film is usually in a larger body Mm -hmm. doesn't have a classically pretty face and so even the opposite of that the evil ones for some reason aren't slim and aren't classed as beautiful no wonder like from the age of like what three or something literally mentioned a hundred percent it is it's just not possible to run away from it no so I completely understand why so many people feel that way and it's why I'm so passionate to do what I do because I don't want anyone to feel that way yeah and you know one of my clients actually shared this with me she's a psychologist and she shared this with me a couple of weeks ago and it really resonated with me so I want to share it today in terms of like let's say how how tall are you if you don't mind sharing I'm five four five foot four Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in and I'm five foot three, so we're both similar sizes. Yeah. Have you ever considered or tried to change your height apart from wearing heels, like your actual physical height of your body in your life? I haven't tried, but I have definitely wanted to a lot of the times. And the funny thing is, I've wanted to be taller and I've wanted to be smaller, and <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. 
isn't it right and so often even though we want to be taller or shorter I've experienced both also we know that we cannot change the height of our bodies when we're a full-grown adult and then what gets me is and I know this is like a rabbit hole I'm kind of going down but I just want to touch on it briefly I personally don't believe we can control our bodies if we're living in our authentic selves eating when we're hungry allowing foods stopping when we're full so if in the world of no diet we can't control our bodies so therefore why do we most women spend their whole entire lives trying to control their body through their food when I believe body size is mainly genetics environment and just life factors a hundred (laughs) percent I completely agree with that because there's there's times like where you will put a bit of weight on and where you will lose weight depending on your circumstance or your lifestyle at the time and it's completely fine to go up and down in weight because everyone does and it's natural like we we have like certain parts of our body because we we need to be able to stretch like our bodies need to be elastic and people expect us or want us to be like one certain way because we see like a picture of someone being one certain way but they're never like that at all times even even the slimmest people have like stretch marks and rolls and stuff because we need to move we need to have that room in our body exactly and as a woman with a healthy menstrual cycle as you know we need fat storage to be safe to have a baby whether you want a baby or not or not your body doesn't care about whether you're going to have one. It's like, you are a woman, therefore you need to have enough stores to have a baby and be healthy and all of that. And so when I was in my eating disorders, my period stopped completely because my body was like, oh, not not safe, not a safe environment to actually produce life. So your menstrual yeah. can be um, a sign of health, can't it? And, and happiness, really. And it's so it's so common for people to lose their, their periods when they're in, deep in an eating disorder as well because of how much it does affect your body. Yeah. Let's, and we always need to eat. We always need to eat. Always, whether you ate a lot the day before, whether you've got a holiday, you need to eat. It's like, I always like to refer, um, when I talk to clients, refer it to either their children or if they don't have children, their pets. And if you was to treat your pet or your child the same way that you've been treating yourself over the last five years, most of them would either be in prison for child abuse or animal abuse. Literally. It's (laughs) It's crazy. Sorry, gorgeous dog, you can't eat tonight because, you know, I think your fur's looking a bit too fluffy or something. Exactly. So why do we do it to ourselves? Exactly. And let's dive into that. So in my opinion, the world's biggest fear for women is weight gain. So have you previously been scared of gaining weight before? And if so, how did you just overcome that and embrace it? I have definitely been um, scared of weight gain. And I think it's, it's mainly because we're taught that it's, it's bad when it's not like sometimes people have weight gain for all different kinds of reasons. And for me, a lot of the time when I've gained weight is either from me being depressed or just living how I want to, and that's fine. Like, mm. I would rather have the life that I want than restrict myself from eating. And weight gain is literally just a part of that, and it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. As I as I've said previously, your appearance is the least important thing about you. And anytime I would ever be scared about my weight gain and that's what I would tell myself because regardless um 
like for example with your friends or your family they see you as you Mm. you are you regardless of your weight gain or your weight loss you are just you're still you and people love you for what's inside not for what's outside so regardless of the weight gain you're still as worthy and as amazing and as you as much you as you always have been and um I think it's when you sort of like learn that and then remind yourself that in those moments that weight gain becomes easier I agree you know that old saying from Kate Moss and she said something like oh nothing tastes as good as skinny feel oh, yeah. well you know nothing feels as good as food fucking freedom and blood body liberation a hundred percent it's I so think food so important and so many people don't have that so many people yeah. don't it's so normal to be either on a diet or at least trying to be good in quotes a hundred percent and then when people who aren't in my world like I just meet them on I don't know days out or with family and they ask me like what I do and I explain a little bit they literally look at me like I'm like hold wait so you teach women how to not diet and I'm like yeah and they're like but then won't they just get complete getting bigger and bigger and bigger forever and what about health and I'm like oh my god I love all these questions like how long have you got because (laughs) you don't have to diet just because you're born a hundred percent people people like make their whole lives about diet but what fun is that yeah that is not fun that is not living your life to the fullest no and I I think that you know the likes of you and I who are in food freedom and um, are just liberated with who we are authentically we're being more of ourselves because we're not suppressing ourselves or wasting our thoughts on can I eat this how many sins is this and we're Mm. just living fully and you miss out on so many opportunities when you're so focused on how your body looks and what you're eating like so many people don't go to events or stuff because they might not have the food that they can eat or I don't know, just stuff like that. And then they miss out on opportunities just because they're trying to keep up with an image that they never needed to in the first place. It's sad. I remember, God, it would have been when I was bulimic. So about six years ago, it's not a million miles ago. Mm-hmm. I I was so in my eating disorder. If someone would have pr- surprised me and said to me, Victoria, tomorrow I'm taking you to the Bahamas on like a month holiday. Mm-hmm. No shit, I would not have gone because I needed to diet before. I. There's no way my anxiety. And I mean, looking back now, that is insane. But I genuinely wouldn't have gone because I had so much anxiety about the way I looked. And it's just so sad. It really is so sad. I I personally um, haven't had an eating disorder. I've had disordered eating, but that's mainly within my depression. But um, my best friend had uh, quite a severe eating disorder and I was very much there with her the whole time and like all of that stuff. So that's how I'm quite passionate with eating disorders and why I'm, I talk about them a lot and I, want to help people with them because I've seen what it can do to a person even though it wasn't personally me yeah but still you're you know the root of 99.9% of the time through through my experience and through that of my clients the root cause of disordered eating or eating disorders is lack of like self-love and not liking the way your body looks and so what you're doing is actually at the root of 99.9% of eating disorders anyway and so that's 
so important because if we were just to all wake up tomorrow and love ourselves as we were without needing to change or to be a working progress like can you imagine like how different the world would be mm. and so many people act like self-love is a trend and it's not it is a no. lifestyle yeah it's it's everything it's it's holding yourself through the shit times without trying to like positivity plaster your way through it it's it's things like having your nails done and it's like so much it's not just a hashtag self-love pretend we love our but it's just it goes so much deeper than that doesn't it 100% it's so deep yeah how would you or what advice would you give someone because this again the fear of judgment from others is so common how did you navigate that like in terms of your body image and what others might think of you and like how did you navigate that what advice would you give to someone who really struggles with that anxiety what others think about them I think um, with that, it, it's very hard to not be affected by what other people say or what other people think. But it, it pretty much every single time someone has something bad to say, it comes from their insecurities. Yeah. And when you sort of learn that and realise that, it becomes easier to sort of fight the negativity and the, the comments off because you realise that it's coming from a place that they're, they're upset in themselves, they're not happy in themselves. And then when you think about it like that, it comes across more sad for them and never actually anything to do with us or how we look because it's no one's business how we look or how we are. It's, it's just not. And when people are truly happy in themselves, they don't care what anyone else looks like or what anyone else is doing. And that's just the main thing to remember in that moment for me. Yeah, I agree fully. Like, I believe the world is a mirror. So like people are a mirror, like the world is a mirror. So that if we have insecurities about the way we look, we attract that experience back to us in our lives. And they might have more people who are judging their appearance or saying not very kind things. But if you choose to believe that, you know what, I'm enough exactly as I am and go and live that, even if it's fake it till you make it, because I'm a big advocate of that and just be the person that actually is happy with who they are the whole world mirrors that back to you and then like you said it doesn't really matter anymore yeah it just it like the more work you put in the more it gets to a point where these things aren't at the top of your mind anymore mm -hmm. yeah and I think there's a quote I want to share and I think it was from Summer Inanen, she's a body image coach in America and she says loving my body is a mindset I create for myself Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Isn't that so true? So true. That's really, that gave me goosebumps, actually. <laughs> loving my body is a mindset I create for myself. And there's proof of this because so many of my clients will see, and I used to do the same. I don't know, Facebook will bring an old photo up like, oh, this was you four or five years ago, whatever. And then the, the old me would be like, oh, I wish I was in that smaller body, blah, blah, blah. But then the photo that I was looking at, I remember at the time when it was taken, I felt exactly the same way about my body as I did when I was wishing. So no matter how small or big you are, if you're not in the mindset or in the true self-love alignment, nothing's ever going to be good enough what, what you said. 100%, 100%. It's all about mindset. And people, people yeah. seem to think that they're going to get the body image or get to the size that they want and they're going to be better but they're not they'll find something else 
100%. Even when I was like 9% body fat doing fitness modeling. Yes, I was proud in quotes of the body I'd achieved, but then it was never fucking good enough. And I was even more obsessed with keeping it and so yeah. anxious that my abs would go and if I'd gone for a poo that day, it like would it would ruin my whole life if I hadn't. It was just, yeah, it's not a way to live. And regardless of all the compliments I got, it doesn't fill you up. It's just like a hole. It, the compliments go in, fill the hole for like a second and then go straight back out again. So um, that's the thing with the, the compliments as well. This is why people just shouldn't comment on other people's yes. bodies because they fuel eating disorders. Yeah. 100% and I really am so cautious with what I say to, to women so if I generally like love their style or the clothing that they chose or their makeup I'm just like oh my god you are on fucking fire today yeah because it's an energy as well like you have such amazing energy it's very confident bold fun playful thank that you. is for you honestly thank you that's way more important than well I think your boobs are awesome yes, <laughs> even though I do but you know a hundred percent it is and talking of body image and how like others perceive us and how we perceive ourselves do you think it's possible and I'll use myself as an example to go from because I used to hate the cellular cellulite on my legs it was just like mm. my kryptonite and do you think it's possible for someone to go from hating a part of their body to genuinely liking it? Or do you think only neutrality is possible in that scenario? I, I think with some stuff, you do just have to accept it. But it is 100% possible to love something when you used to hate it because I've done it. And I, I used to hate so many things. I used to hate my hip dips. I used to hate my cellulite. I used to hate my stretch marks. But I literally love every part of that now. I, I see, I see like, um, like my belly sticking over or something. And then I'm like, I love that. Mm. And, and that's, that's all stuff that I, I once didn't even want to look at, didn't even want to know I had. But I see that now and I'm like, that's beautiful. But the other day I took a picture in the mirror and um, it was like from behind. And you could see like where the lighting was, you could see loads of cellulite in my legs. And I get my, I get cellulite on the back of my legs more than the front. I don't know why, but I just Me do. too, me too. Um, <laughs> Around my knees. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, so, and I looked at that picture and I was like, that just looks beautiful. That just looks like waves like you see on the ocean, you know, like you see the beauty in the, the curves and the, and the, I don't know, the powerfulness of the world. Why can't we see it in ourselves? yeah wow. like I did a post a really long time ago it was about when I very 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 early on started this um but I said if we like it was something along the lines of if we can appreciate the stripes of a tiger why can't we appreciate the stripes of us oh yeah hell yeah just let that sink in like everyone listening and watching because we are a part of nature a hundred percent it's only because we live in houses or fancy apartments or whatever. But if you go back a few hundreds of years, probably more so than that, we were living on the land, like in fucking huts and stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And with cellulite, I really just see it as the waves of the ocean. And that's beautiful. We all love looking at the sea. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that perspective because for me personally, and I'm always vulnerable with my listeners, I'm at the stage where I fully love my body unconditionally. I love loads of different parts of it in, in its appearance. I'm completely neutral and at peace with cellulite. But at the minute, I'm not like, oh, wow, I love the look of 
the cellulite on my legs, but I know that I will get there because my tummy, for example, like the, the little cute pouch that I have that I would have been traumatized with like you know four or five years ago I'm generally like it's so fucking cute it's like a cute little pudgy like where all my little yummy food goes you know yeah honestly I think I think the more you do accept stuff it gets to a point where you you do end up seeing it and you do end up liking it yeah I love that and let's talk about mirror work then so I have kind of two questions in one here so first of all do you do mirror work and do you mind sharing and then do you think it's any there's any benefit in avoiding the mirror for a small period of time what are your thoughts on both of those I personally for me don't think that avoiding the mirror at any point is good for you I think that it's very important to see yourself and accept yourself. It's like if you don't ever see something, when you see it, it's going to be more of a shock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you're looking at yourself or spending time actually looking at your your body and your... Um, sorry, the plumber's here. <laughs> um, the plumber can also join as long as his body's all good. <laughs> but um, if you spend the time looking at your body and like just looking at each part of it and the, the angles that you don't like is so much easier to accept it and if you walk past a reflection or get a random picture taken of you it's not going to be so disheartening and shocking because you're already used to what you are do you know what that is so powerful what you've shared because that's what really helped me I used to do the whole and I'm sure you you did too where you look in the mirror and you have the certain angles that you look at yourself from that you've got safe with or that's acceptable and then if you're walking past a mirror in a hotel where it's differently laid out to your house you're like <gasps> yes oh my god you are not uh, like that from yeah. the back primark changing rooms yes changing rooms are, are are the one because changing rooms have so much different lighting that you you see like the cellulite and the the stretch marks and stuff like that more when you're in a changing room so then you end up feeling awful from looking in a changing room but it's just it's just how you need to accept yourself in all states yeah and I used to use the changing rooms I don't really I don't go out much these days just all about online shopping that comes to my yeah. door it's easier that way <laughs> it's easier but then when I did go physically to the shop and I used the changing room triggers as a way to heal and to do my body image work wow. and to sit with that and to be like oh that's really interesting I'm having a trigger or a really difficult feeling about what I look like from behind in this lighting and that's okay 100%. and who the fuck even cares and I get to eat pizza whenever the fuck I want and it's just yes. like ah, it just brings everything back down to groundedness and also like one of my client's grandmas, this is so sad, Ellie, she's 97 and she weighs herself every day and oh she still counts calories. That is that is honestly so heartbreaking. That really is. Isn't it? And the thing is, many women think, oh, when I'm older, I won't care as much. Or when I'm but then here's the thing, two things. Number one, if you don't change your perception of yourself, no matter how fucking old you are, nothing will change you will still be in the rigid mindset and the body hate that you're in and number two is that a life that you want for yourself like wow, wow. You, you no one no one in the world should live that way no one should we all deserve to have a happy life and food freedom and to live the life that we want without focusing on our bodies 
and and leads this conversation is like leading me perfectly onto my questions that like you have <laughs> not got in front of you but in terms of confidence so I believe confidence is the sexiest thing you can wear cliche or not I'm oh, taking 100%. it but how can someone so let's talk about intimacy here so I guess intimacy and then the whole bikini thing which is most women's like like freak out moment how can we be confident when we don't feel that we like the way we look in lingerie or a bikini how does that work for me it's focusing on the internal factors of myself like realizing what about my mindset makes me sexy what about what about who I am makes me sexy and then that shines from within out and then in a bikini or in lingerie or whatever you see that you see that you know who you are and you know what you love internally about yourself and that shines out oh I literally have oh, like a cold shiver <laughs> with that it's so fucking true because you know people and I'm sure you get this a lot people say oh you're just like glowing or something and I'm like it's because I'm fucking I'm happy yes I'm just not fine you're finally not focused on your body yeah and I remember the first time that I was intimate because I've had like my fiance Valta I met him when I had bulimia so I met him when I was in the disordered eating like two and a half stones smaller mm -hmm. and then we've been on this journey together and we've grown together and it he's he's been a very safe space for me to explore accepting my body during intimacy and all of that and I remember the first time I was able to be intimate with him without giving a shit if the light was on or off if the curtain was open or not like without caring if my body would look a certain way depending on what position we're doing to just be fully in my body and experience the pleasure that my incredible body can give to me yes <laughs> and he doesn't care about roles or so like he just I mean most men I'm sure care about the obvious <laughs> yes and your energy your sexual vibe we we often think that um whoever we're attracted to is not going to like these little parts about us but people don't notice that on other people they notice it on themselves yeah that's so true and we also think that other people think the same way about us that we think about ourselves 100 percent. no one ever sees that no so true and I'm going to read this because it's a bit of a long question I wrote here. And many women that I work with, myself included in the past, pleasure, that word pleasure, not just sexual pleasure, but pleasure in general, pleasurable experiences like eating the cake and like really being with mm -hmm. the cake. Like we have a, or we have had, I've had, my clients have a difficult <laughs> relationship with pleasure. And so the underlying belief resembles something like, I'm not worthy of pleasure until I reach my body goal or until I've stuck to my diet for a month or until I look good naked. So what are your thoughts on that in terms of being able to receive pleasure and self-worth, like all kind of to do with body image and diets, if that question made any sense? It, it does. Um, I think pleasure is, pleasure is literally for everyone. And we're, we're humans, humans desire pleasure in every way. Like we wouldn't get so happy by the little things in life, like, like eating and stuff. Like these things create the endorphins that we need. And um, if that, like that literal fact shows that it doesn't matter whether how you look or how you feel about yourself because we all deserve it. It is a human need. 
and that is that is the main thing and that's the main thing to remember because there is no there's never a need in punishing yourself from that because we all deserve it no matter how you are or who you are or what you look like we all deserve pleasure in every form I love the way you said it's a human need because I agree with that definitely 100% it whether whichever way that that you receive pleasure because obviously everyone has a different version of it but we all desire that and we all need that as humans. Yeah. Well, I, I want to ask you, if you don't mind sharing, what kind of things bring you pleasure, like day to day, week to week? I definitely love food. Pizza, pizza gives me a lot of pleasure. Um, I love spending time with my friends. That makes me so happy. That gives me so much pleasure in life. And there's been times, obviously, with people that just won't go and see their friends because they don't feel like they're the right size to or they've put on a bit of weight and what if their friend judges them but friends don't do that friends love you for you and once you get past that you you get the main pleasure you get out of seeing your seeing your friends and stuff and um and I'm a big big advocate on self-pleasure as well so I that definitely gives me loads of pleasure every day <laughs> oh yeah um, What's your favorite toy because I have quite a few toys I've got the I don't think it's new anymore because I'm a bit old with this stuff it's a pro two and it's like a little suction thing and it doesn't touch your clip but it like vibrates around it yeah I really know that they're my favorites as well I actually have um I done um I worked with a company not too long ago and they are my favorite company they only have one toy as of right now but everything that they stand by the whole thing I love they're called thanks for coming oh that name's epic it's a great (laughs) name and honestly the toy that they have I use all the time and let me show you this yeah this is this is the bag that it comes in and it's got this picture on oh, the front that is so nice and then this here wow what does it, I want to see the goods I'm sorry you're gonna have to open up absolutely <laughs> um and they they are all about um destigmatizing it yes that's the I've not yeah. got the name but the similar that's awesome and I love the yeah color. and they're they're all about destigmatizing um self-pleasure and stuff and making it like because it's it's not spoke about with women where it's always spoke about with men and they they change that narrative and honestly I know I know the person who owns it personally as well and she she is amazing with what she believes about with it because it's so important we've been taught for so long that it's not okay for us to do it but it's important it's one of the pleasures that we need yeah and you know with the porn industry again like in terms of women's bodies and comparison I've had a client before that has had a really a lot of shame around the way her vulva looks because it doesn't look like the typical porn women's vulva and even that and even the way we feel pressure as women to show up for men for sex because men have also been conditioned into all the things that you know that we're all aware of I'm so pleased that there are companies like like thanks for coming I love that I'm going to link that in the show notes as well that is destigmatizing all of this and I love how you and I can just have a normal open relaxed conversation without being like oh we said oh my god yeah, like, yeah. like chocolate clitoris pizza the gym exactly. all the pleasures <laughs> yeah that's so true and okay I have one last question and then if we have time which I think we might we'll see I I want to ask you personally four questions that I ask myself when I get into bed every day so let's see if we have time at the end if you could give three 
tips that you think are the most powerful in order to help someone who is really struggling with self-confidence, doesn't like the way their body looks? What would you say to them if they're starting out at the beginning of their like body positive journey? Well, um, one of them will be to not uh, not avoid the way they look. I truly believe that looking at yourself naked in a mirror helps the most, but I understand it, it doesn't it's not that easy to do that and what I usually tell people to do is start simple like something like shorts and a vest so you can still see your body but you can't see it fully and wholly and then as much as that and then you'll move on and then you can try with underwear and then you can move on and then eventually you can get to a time where you can see yourself naked and that really helps mm. that's definitely my first tip my other tip is um who you follow on social media yeah. very very important because even when we don't realize this stuff is affecting us we're consuming it every day and if we're seeing the stuff that is going to make us feel insecure every day it's just not going to help if we see stuff that we're maybe not accepted yet but we're seeing other women accept yeah that can help so much because it, it you makes you realize that it's not really as bad as you think it is and when you see these things on other people it you can see them in a better light because we we aren't harsh on other people like we are to ourselves and um my last and final and foremost tip that is very important to me and I feel is the one thing I stand by the most because it applies with everything is treat yourself how you would your best friend or someone you love because you would never look at your best friend, in my case, my best friend, because I love my best friends. Um, you'd never look at your best friend and judge them for the way they looked or how they was or whether they'd gained weight or whether they had lost weight. And you would never say something horrible to your best friend like you do to yourself. You would never do that. And as long, and when you like stop doing that and stop treating yourself so meanly and seeing yourself as a best friend, you are naturally kind to yourself which naturally makes it easier yeah and one of my tagline if you like for what I do to on my website is I help women to make peace with food become besties with their body and fall in love with themselves I it love that about building that relationship and being kind to ourselves because like attracts like and if in it's like if you had a roommate that you was living with like physically and the roommate was a clone of you and it was saying everything that you say to yourself unkindly to to yourself in your head not long after a couple of hours or a day you'd be like get the fuck out of my house a hundred percent a hundred percent yet it's always going on in our head so if you imagine like the the self-talk is a physical roommate wouldn't you want someone who's like yay have a nice day and like yeah go you you can do it like come here sweetheart you need a hug other than like well you're not good enough and it that for me was like a, a huge visualization represent representation for me that helped me to be kinder to myself and now if I'm unkind to myself it feels so wrong 100 percent. even even if I have the slight thought of it I'm like no don't say that and naturally that becomes how you how you act to yourself oh, exactly that 100 percent naturally okay can I ask you like the four questions yes you can okay so this is from it's not mine um from Gina Swire's podcast and she had a guest on called oh I can't think of his last name James his first name is and he gave her these journaling questions and I only like to journal when I feel like it so in bed I ask myself these four questions and it's so powerful so number one what good have you done for the world today today I guess this podcast <laughs> 
exactly incredible number two what did you learn about yourself or the world today so far um actually i i get i have quite bad anxiety i don't show that very often but i do and um with stuff like this like just knowing that it's being recorded and stuff i get really nervous so i've i've pushed myself out of my comfort zone today and i'm very proud I'm very proud of myself for doing that I'm proud of you too and thank you again so much for being here and thank, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you. I've had fun. I really enjoyed it. Me too. And we're not over yet. I've got two more questions, but I just want to really acknowledge you for number one, sharing that and number two, for pushing past that fear and giving so much mm. value. I, really I think it's so important with anxiety. The only thing you really can do is push yourself. And sometimes, sometimes you do need to just listen to yourself and not do that thing. But sometimes you do need to push yourself and it helps you better with it. I agree with that. And also the present being in the present moment helps me with anxiety. Mm, definitely. Being like, okay, what can I see in the room that's blue? And then just like grounding yourself. 100%. Just taking a breath and being like, okay, so my head is like five fucking years into the future right now, but I'm only here and I'm only here now. So it's only now I have to deal with. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. I really like that. Yeah, try that one. Okay, the next question, the third question is, what are you grateful for about today specifically or in general? Well, I speak about it a lot, as you've probably seen, but I'm grateful that I'll be with my friends today. And last question, what are you most excited about for tomorrow? For tomorrow? Hmm. Honestly, for what, for what the day brings, because I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow, but I just like being surprised. So whatever the day will bring for me. I love that, Ellie. Oh, thank you so much. And by the way, do you work with women like in a coaching capacity or a mentorship capacity? How can they come into your world? And then if they can work with you, how? I, I haven't done that yet, but I am planning to do that at some point. So I think there will be a time where people can come to me for that. And probably, I'm going to say, let's hope for the end of the year by the end of the year that okay. something like that will happen that is so exciting you'd be the most incredible body image self-love coach thank you that's very exciting so to follow ellie obviously everything will be linked below obviously but what if they want to stalk you like right now what's your instagram handle x ellie sweet x and sweet is actually my real surname because no I one ever thinks <laughs> isn't that epic i love that <laughs> yeah so many people think it's just a sage name but it's not your porn name it's not your stage name it's your real name it's my real name but yes x ellie sweet x is my my handle thank you ellie and thank you for your time for your wisdom for your energy it's been an absolute honor to have you on the thank podcast. you for having me i really enjoyed it and i love all of the work that you you do and you've done and it's honestly incredible how much you've overcome yourself thank you i appreciate that so much i love you and listeners i love you too and Ellie will be speaking, I'm sure, in the DMs. But thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And thank you again, Ellie. Much love. Thank you. Bye. I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories. And tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. 
Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one.